Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday with Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. Class is about to be in session. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook. Love those dudes. We will have a spread the word winner via social media. It's really easy. Quote, tweet, any tweet from at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter. That's how you can be the spread the word winner. We're looking for a few good quote tweeters. By the way, speaking of spreading the word via social media, Make sure you're looking at my tweets at Ross Tucker NFL because I am giving away a Madden tonight in honor of the momentous occasion of a new Call of Duty coming out and Arizona Cardinals being on a short week. It's this is like happens very, very rarely. Sponsor confirmation email winner. So many good sponsors we have now. Masterworks, Simply Safe. How about just buying some Labat Blue Light? Text, text me a picture of that. Or email it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I would love that. It'd be a great way to win. Just buy yourself a little Labat Blue, Labat Blue Light. YouTube shout out. Love giving that. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just hit the thumbs up. Make a comment. You have a great chance to win because I see the comments, everyone that comes through. And I reply to some of them. And I see if it's somebody new. Speaking of shout outs, Josh Denny. Josh Denny. You are today's patron of the day, patreon.com slash RT Media. The only place you can see the even money bets in black and white. You can see the Friday picks, the press box food grades, the power rankings. Both grades and Tuckheads J are amazing. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Okay, he is the executive producer of the NFL matchup show on ESPN, the show the pros watch. Make sure if you can't watch it live, you at least DVR it because it's the way that coaches and players actually look at the game and the film that they watch. The great Greg Cosell, at Greg Cosell on social media. Greg, let's start with tonight's game. Two really disappointing teams. High expectations. So far, they're two and four. Wow. I mean, 
This is a huge game. You get to three and four, you're in the mix. Two and five. Uh-oh. Uh, what's What stands out to you about these two squads right now? Well, I think the number one thing is just really the lack of any kind of consistent offense for the Cardinals. They did not score an offensive touchdown a week ago, but even prior to that, Ross, you watch their tape and you just don't get a feel for any kind of rhythm to what they're doing. And again, they have a plan. I'm not sitting here. You know me well enough, and hopefully people listening know I don't rip coaches. They work really hard. I know how hard I work watching tape, so I know what they do. So I'm not going to sit here and say anything negative about Kingsbury. But whatever they're trying to get done right now, it's it's not working. There's just no feel uh, to what they're doing. It seems to be an offense of individual plays. In other words, if, if they can make a few individual plays with Kyler Murray, who's a very talented player, then the offense can put up some yards and points. But if those individual plays don't occur, for instance, if Murray cannot make his second reaction plays where he breaks down a defense with his great movement ability, then it doesn't seem as if there's any rhythm or feel to their offense and they don't generate any sustainability. So it's been a difficult offense to watch on tape. I'll tell you what they should. They should do two minute the whole game. I'm not even kidding. Like they're, they're better, I feel like, Greg, when they're in two minute. Just yeah, go, I mean... Look, maybe, maybe, you know, you have to, the other thing to keep in mind is we know Kyler Murray's really talented, but he is 5'10". So there's certain things he can't do. I've had this conversation with coaches about certain throws that shorter quarterbacks can't make. I've had this conversation regarding Russell Wilson as well. So your point is a, is a good one. Maybe it, maybe the best way for them to play is to just spread it out and go tempo and force the defense to spread. And if Murray doesn't see a throw with his first read and maybe his second read with the defense so spread, maybe he has an opportunity then to make a play with his legs. Uh, But we'll find out. They do get D-Hop back tonight. Obviously, he's one of those receivers that's open even when he's covered, and maybe that will will help them, will help Murray feel that, hey, I can make some throws now that I didn't feel comfortable making prior. You know, it's interesting because previous years with Kingsbury, they've had a lot of four wide sets. They've actually run it really well out of those yeah. four wide sets. I, I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, because I, they I haven't I had. I mean, thought they actually had a decent rhythm. Look, every team years. has has no matter who the players are has five wide receivers at least on their roster. But obviously, with D Hop out and all the injuries they faced, Rondell Moore was out for a while. AJ Green. Green missed some games. Maybe they didn't feel they could put four wide receivers out there that they felt comfortable with. But you're right. They normally were among the league leaders percentage-wise in snaps with what we call 10 personnel, one back and four wide receivers. Maybe now with their receivers coming back, you'll see more of that and therefore more spread. The Falcons at the Bengals is another awesome game. I'm really impressed by the Falcons, Greg. I thought they were going to be terrible, and <laughs> they've been uh, they've been better than that. The Bengals kind of got their Burrow to Jamar Chase mojo back against the Saints. What jumps out to you about Falcons Bengals on Sunday? Well, this was kind of a rhetorical question, but when was the last time a quarterback was the NFC Player of the Week after throwing 14 balls? That was Marcus Mariota last week. They're a very interesting offense. And in, in some ways, not, not all, but in some ways, they're like the Eagles, Ross, in the sense that the zone read element is there on almost every play with Mariota because he's basically a shotgun quarterback for the most part. And so the zone read element is always there. 
You have to defend that. It stresses and challenges defenses. Um, they're not throwing for a lot of yards. They're not necessarily running for a lot of yards, but they're efficient. They're one of those teams, when you watch the run game, you never come away saying, wow, they just lit it up. They were just blowing people off the ball and look at those gaping holes. But it seems like they're always in short yardage. I mean, this past week against the Niners, they were 9 of 14 on third down, which is phenomenal. And nine of those 14 third downs, Ross, were three yards or less. If you told a team that every week, they would take that in a heartbeat. And and that's the way their run game is. Since Patterson has been out, it seems like they get four yards, then three yards. You never come away saying, wow, they're just dominating with the run game. But they seem to be in short yardage situations an awful lot. You know what it is? It's three yards Algier, four yards Huntley, three yards Algier, four yards Huntley, yeah. 14 yards Mariota. Yeah, that's what it is. He'll pull it and he'll get 12 yards. Yeah, he had his own run this week against the Niners for 20 yards. That was actually a big play in the game. And also, he does have that second reaction ability. One could argue the biggest play in the game last week against the Niners was a third and 13 where he pulled it and ran for 15. And and I believe the game was tied at that point. That was gigantic. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he's capable of those things and they don't throw it a ton, but you know, fantasy people, I'm sure, and I know you do fantasy stuff, Ross, would love to see them throw it more so Pitts and London could put up bigger numbers, but that's not really the way they're playing. And their defense is played better than people probably thought going into the season because Dean Pease is their D coordinator. He's been doing this a long time, and not much gets past him. Giants and the Jags is another matchup that intrigues me. I'm, I'm shocked that the Jags are favored in this one, the way the Giants have been playing. What have you noticed, if anything, from these teams? You know, again, we don't know what the future holds, and that's an important point to to make Uh, because sometimes when you say a player's playing well and then he has a bad game, people think, oh, you're an idiot. But as we speak today, Daniel Jones has played very efficient and effective football. The O-line is still a work in progress. The rookie right tackle, Neil, has his ups and downs, as you well know. Their receiving core is a bunch of guys relative to NFL teams. And Daniel Jones has been very, very good on third down. You know, I did a deep dive on Jones this summer from last year, and I came away feeling he was very good on third down last year. And this year, he's been very, very good, very efficient. He, he hits critical third downs. He stands and delivers. And while the numbers aren't big, you know, he doesn't throw for 300 yards, They're not built that way because the receiving court would not probably allow that. And they do have Saquon Barkley, who's been very good. Jones has been a very effective player in critical situations. And while the Giants don't put up a ton of yards and a ton of offensive points, Jones makes throws when they matter. And another team with a really good defensive coordinator in Wick Martindale, who, again, has been around the block and does really good things to keep the game together so that the Giants are in the game in the third and fourth quarter. I'm quite sure I'm not the only person to ask you this, Greg. I'm sure you get asked it on any media appearance you make. What are you seeing from the Packers? What's going on there? What do you think Aaron Rodgers means when he says they need to simplify things? What's going on? Yeah, I I don't know what he means by simplify things, but I think there are a lot of issues that show up on tape. I think their offensive line has been an issue both in terms of assignment execution and an individual one-on-one execution. That's been a definite concern. 
Um, Rodgers in this past game missed some vertical throws that he normally makes. And when your margin for error starts to drop, uh, then those throws become magnified. Um, They've not been able to run the ball with the consistency that they would like. And that is a function of their O-line as well. Um, So there's, you know, as is always the case, Ross, you know this from having played in the league. When things are not going well, it's rarely one thing. And everybody wants it to be one thing. And it's never like that. Um, You know, so it's – and they happened to play a Jets team this past week that is really good on defense. Their front six, when they're in their nickel, is a really good group. It's athletic. It's fast. uh, They're schematically good with a lot of games and stunts. Um, They're good on the back end. They don't play a lot of man coverage, but they're really good in zone. Uh, which is really good because someone like Gardner, Sauce Gardner, who played a lot of boundary press man in college, has really evolved beautifully in his first year playing zone corner, where he sees things well, recognizes splits, recognizes routes, plays with his eyes really well. So, you know, they played a really good Jets defense. And and again, because the Jets have been so bad, no one is, is yet taking the Jets, I guess, seriously. But the tape tells you that the Jets are a very good defense. You know, um, they got a bunch of guys. Like, Quincy Williams does not mess around. People he don't know him. Fast. That kid is fast and physical, and he's not playing. No, and, and Mosley, that's what I'm saying. They're nickel front with Mosley and Williams, who are predominantly the nickel linebackers. Mosley plays every snap. Williams is predominantly the other linebacker in nickel. Um Quan Alexander gets a few snaps here and there, but he plays fast too. So their their linebacking core in nickel is very fast, very active. Um, it's a Franklin. You know, if you look at their upfront players, they might not be household names, but they're really good players with versatility in alignment, like Franklin Myers. You know, Sheldon Rankins was at one point was was a top twelve, top thirteen pick in this draft. He still plays with quickness and burst. Um, you know, Lawson is not a bad player as an edge rusher. This is not a bad. Quentin group. Williams is a monster. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin Williams is playing really good football right now. So, you know, this is a really good nickel group up front, and they, they play fast. It's an athletic group. So, um, you know, they, they gave the Packers a lot of problems, and, you know, the Packers are a struggling offense right now, and, and there's many, many reasons, including Rodgers, who, as I said, the tape tells you missed some throws. Yeah, I don't envision the Broncos scoring very many points on this Jets defense at all. What about, I I guess, Greg, maybe the game of the day, the Chiefs at the Niners. Niners are pretty beat up. Chiefs coming off that Bills game, the uh, Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, I remember being at that game. That was a good Super Bowl. Um, you know, the Niners are an interesting team. They've got a ton of injuries on defense, although they might get some people back from what I'm reading. Um, but last week, in a game that was 14-14 at halftime, the Niners, I think, got a little out of whack because they ended up with 42 Jimmy Garoppolo dropbacks and only 13 called runs by running backs. And you and I both know that's not the way they really want to play. And I think playing at home, playing against a team that obviously can score with a quarterback that is is difficult to play against because he's so good with his second reaction movement ability, which breaks down the structure and discipline of your defense. It would seem to me, Ross, that the Niners would go back and, and try to play what I think we all feel is Niners football, 
run game, um, control the clock, control the pace and tempo of the game, be physical. You know, they have a very they have a very multiple run game in how they get to what they do. They get to a lot of basic runs, zone, gap scheme in, in a lot of different ways, and they block it differently. And sometimes they add other schemed runs like wham, things of that nature. And it would seem to me that they would want to get back to that and, and control the game. Because while Garoppolo did cer- certainly did not have a bad game last week, I don't think they want him dropping back 42 times by choice. I'm stunned by that number. Absolutely stunned by that number. Because you'd think, too, with all the injuries they had on defense, that they would want to keep those guys off the field and control the clock more rather than let Atlanta dictate the tempo and control the clock. That is surprising to me to hear that. They have been playing without Trent Williams, who may well be back this week. So they were not playing with their, you know, their best left tackle and maybe the best left tackle in the league. And they are playing with a second year player at left guard. And they're basically rotating a rookie uh, right guard with a veteran right guard. So, you know, I think that to, to pass protect that many times is difficult. There's a lot of talk about the Chiefs maybe trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. When you watch them, Greg, do you still – I mean, I don't know, Juju made some plays. They got Valdez, Scantling, Sky Moore, Watson. I, I'm, I think it's interesting that a lot of people are saying that the Chiefs might might be one of the Odell Beckham Jr. contenders. Yeah, the Chiefs are an interesting offense to watch because – Patrick Mahomes is so much a second reaction player. Um, you know, when he drops back in the first reads there, he throws it and he throws it as well as anybody in the league. We know that. I mean, he's a great player. But when I watch that offense, sometimes I wonder if his movement is now becoming a habit. And because he's so good at it, Ross, you know, we just it, we say, OK, that's Patrick Mahomes. He's great. But sometimes I feel like he drops back. And if the throw is not immediately there, he moves, whether he there's pressure or not. And very often there's not. And he's really good at it. We know we saw that, that the Smith-Schuster touchdown was him off movement. He makes so many plays off movement, he's rare. You know, you, you're, not, you're almost not sure what to make of that because you say to yourself, and maybe it's me being old school, and, and I accept that, you say to yourself, can you live like that every single game, playing outside of structure, moving around, and continually making plays? And he's done it so many times that even when he throws the interception at the end of the Buffalo game, which is when he moved as well again, and obviously did not see Teron Johnson, you know, we don't say, oh, he's not a good quarterback because that would be silly because he is. But, you know, when I watch the tape, sometimes I feel settle down, let's throw the ball from the pocket and, and let's execute the offense. And he's outstanding at that when he does that. Indianapolis, Tennessee, the only matchup <laughs> of two teams above 500. That's wild. What do you got there, Greg? Yeah, I think Indy's offense is starting to come around a bit. Um, they had to make a, some significant O-line changes because of, of their left tackle position. They started the season with Matt Pryor, who's not really a left tackle. He's now playing right guard. They've tried the rookie Raymond. Uh, or Raman, I guess it is, and he really has struggled. So essentially, they went back to an old reliable who's probably not a great left tackle, but he's played a lot of snaps in this league, and that's Dennis Kelly. Um, and their O-line was much better this week. It was one of their better performances, if not their best performance of the season. And let's remember, the Colts are not being talked about, but, Ross, they have some major 
size at their skill positions. I mean, they've got three wide receivers who are all over 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". They've got Jelani Woods, now the rookie from Virginia, playing a lot of snaps. He's 6'7". They've got Mo Ali Cox, who's 6'6". This is a skill position group that presents some problems because of their size. And Matt Ryan, he's a veteran quarterback. He throws the ball. He's not afraid to turn it loose. So it's going to be interesting if their O-line can hold up, if this offense really starts to evolve and become a pretty good offense, and they will get Jonathan Taylor back. Last game, Greg. Uh, Seattle against the Chargers, Seahawks, Chargers, anything? The Seahawks have become a little fun to watch. Geno Smith's playing really, really good football. He's decisive. He knows where to go with the ball. Um, when he decides to pull it down and run, he's decisive with that as well. Um, they're a run team, really, and Kenneth Walker, he looked very good this past week, and he'll be the guy now with Penny out for the season. He's got tremendous lateral quickness and explosiveness, great stop-and-start ability. He can reaccelerate. Um, this is actually an intriguing offense because we know we have that they have weapons um, in Metcalf and Lockett. They play a ton out of multiple tight end sets, and Smith throwing the ball out of multiple tight end sets. The numbers are off the charts. So they're kind of an under-the-radar offense that's going to be, I think, a little interesting over the next number of weeks. I love it. Um, I've been enjoying that as well. Uh, surprised, like all of us, but uh, they got something going there. You always have something going, Greg. Appreciate it. At Greg Cosell on social media. Follow this man so you can know everything he's up to. Thank you. Thanks, Ross. It is a master class every week with Greg. Speaking of masterclass, how about LeBron James? LeBron just joined the Billionaire Club, and he didn't just do it with shoe deals and soda commercials. To have a net worth of $1 billion, it's because he's an awesome entrepreneur. He sees opportunities where others don't. And right now, he's moving into a market with a global value of one point seven trillion dollars how do you get in on that it's called masterworks they've already got over five hundred thousand members on their platform and demand has gotten so high there's actually a wait list but you guys my listeners get priority access so you can skip it just by going to masterworks.com use promo code ross that's masterworks.com promo code ross See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.com slash CD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ducks takes. Hi, Ross. Good morning. I uh, got a game tonight featuring two teams, high expectations, that are both desperate for wins. That's the Cardinals hosting the New Orleans Saints. Who do you like and why? Is that the only take got, that got sent over to you, Brian? Yes, it is. Oh, that's on me. Forgot to send you the, the most recent copy. Um, I will get into that game. I got a couple other things I can talk about then, but I will talk about that game. 
Um, I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I have no idea. I, we don't even know who the Saints quarterback is going to be in this game. I guess I'll take the Cardinals because they're playing at home on a short week. Because they're getting DeAndre Hopkins back, even though Hollywood Brown's been excellent. And because the Saints still have a bunch of guys out. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. I mean, the Saints are still pretty beat up. I don't envision a ton of points from either one of these teams. The way their offenses have played. I don't know, man. 20-17 to Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are still favored. Don't feel great about it. I'll go... 20 to 17 Cardinals will be my my guess but I it's 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 not one that I feel awesome about just out of curiosity I'm gonna look right now and see how much it would cost to go to this game tonight on the game time app 38 dollars 38 dollars you can go to tonight's game which is at 5.15, by the way, in Arizona, if you're out there. So do what I did. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and redeem code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. So actually, you can go to tonight's Saints-Cardinals game for $18. Again, that's ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, of course. Download GameTime, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed and checkout takes less than 30 seconds code ross on the game time app that's amazing that is awesome that you could go to tonight's nfl awesome game for 18 dollars. love it some other news bry that evidently i didn't send you sam darnold designated to return from ir for the panthers sammy watkins the receiver activated from my R for the Packers. I think Watkins will help. Aaron Rodgers clearly liked him the first couple games, so that will be a help to get Sammy Watkins back for sure. And Darnold, probably just a matter of time before he's starting for Carolina. Unless P.J. Walker plays better, they're going to put Darnold out there. Wilkes is trying to keep that, start, that, that head job. Doesn't have much of a shot, but he's going to try to keep it. And his only shot is if Darnold starts to play well and win some games for him. Speaking of guys that are going to start, Broncos running back Melvin Gordon and Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson, both of whom, by the way, got benched on Monday night, are both slated to start for their teams on Sunday. Jackson got benched for performance, but he's been playing – you know, they, they're paying him so much, they got to try to figure it out with him. I mean, they got to try to make it work. He says he's first guy there now, last guy to leave. Got to figure something out. And then Melvin Gordon, J.C. Jackson feels like a guy that after next season will go back to New England on a much reduced contract. That's what J.C. Jackson feels like to me. As for Melvin Gordon, I don't know why he didn't play in the second half. Uh, Joe Dolan and I talked about this a lot on the Fantasy Feast podcast, it's wild. Gordon was getting all the touches, or a lot of them, when they had Javante Williams. Now Javante Williams is hurt, and now they bench Gordon? It is bizarre. Uh, the only other thing, Bry, is 
Kenny Pickett, Steelers quarterback, and Tua Tungavailoa both practiced in full on Wednesday. Should start Sunday night, which, wow, not good timing for the NFL. Concussions have been such a big topic this year already. And now your marquee Sunday night game is two guys just coming off concussions. First game back from the concussion protocol. Probably not ideal for the NFL. Before we get to an email, Bri, football season means it is Labatt Blue Light season. Big fan of Labatt Blue Light. That became my go-to beer in Buffalo, and now it's still probably my favorite light beer. There's no better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in hand. Stock up and be the MVP of your tailgate and share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. 2022 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York, all rights reserved. Registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company. Let's do an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is ross at rostucker.com. You can also DM at Ross Tucker Pod with your question. So you can either email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. After you take advantage of a sponsor, you go right to the top, or you can DM at Ross Tucker Pod. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross. Had a chance to play football in Canada after high school, and we played by CFL rules. And one of my favorite rules was whichever team touches the ball last before it goes out of bounds on a fumble or an onside kick, that team possesses the ball. I think the NFL should adopt this rule. If not, at least for onside kicks. That way the kicking team can then just jump up and try and hit the ball out of bounds for possession. What do you think? That is from Trevor. Wow, that's interesting, Trevor. I did not know that. I did not know that was a CFL rule. That sounds like lacrosse. When whoever's closest to being out of bounds gets the ball when it goes out of bounds, which is wild. Um, That's a really... To me, strange rule, but obviously if it's the way it's always been, that's that's what you're used to. They couldn't jump up and try to hit the ball out of bounds for possession, Trevor, on an onside kick because it has to go 10 yards. So unless you're talking about like the crazy high second hop, 10 yards down the field, but that doesn't really happen because usually you get it when there's a big second hop and the guy fumbles it. Nowadays, it's pretty rare that a kicking team guy is actually in the mix. That would certainly make it more interesting on onside kicks or fumbles, Trevor, for sure. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Shout-outs for the I Think We're Done Here members of patreon.com slash rtmedia. Include Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and the gift to get for the holiday season for a loved one, MyFrontPageStory.com. All the other shows are posted, both Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, College Draft, Business of Sports, and I'll make all my picks on tomorrow's Picks Friday. Enjoy the game tonight. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. 
Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.